Welcome and congratulations on getting access to this free training. You are in luck. We have a rock star in the CTE industry here, like true expert among experts over 15 years as a director, as a teacher in a mid-sized school district. And we have Amy Boskin, our CTE coach. Today, we want to talk about three big mistakes CTE teachers are making that is keeping students unprepared for the global marketplace. All right, let's jump right into it, Amy. I know this is a hot topic for today. So what do you have? What Give me mistake number one that you see happening uh, in schools across the country. So mistake number one is going to be siloing. We in secondary education are considering ourselves masters in our content area. That's why we went into secondary education, specifically high school teachers. We, I was one of them, so I'm speaking from experience. I have an undergrad in marketing and I thought, I know everything about marketing. Well, about year five in, I realized that marketing is much more than just the four Ps. It has to do with art. It has to do with gaming. It has to do with statistics. And in my school district that I worked in and that I now am an administrator in, I found that we really do a poor job of looking at the interdisciplinary connections that exist among all the content areas. And mm -hmm. so as an elective teacher in CTE, really siloing does our students a disservice in the sense that it's not really preparing them for the global workforce, which is very multifaceted. Yeah, and no, I, 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 love what, I want to cut you off right there really quickly because I love what you just said, how it's like art and marketing or all these things or gaming and marketing, it's like in, in the workplace, it's not just marketing. Like you're, you're crossing all these different uh, skills that are required. And I'll tell you a funny story about that. So the, I'm the CTE coordinator and I work with the other coordinators and directors that are in the content areas and the fine arts coordinator and I have gotten into multiple you know, discussions about where does graphic design live? Does it live in art? Does it live in the technology field? Does it live in business? And if you look at all the colleges that are internationally out there, guess what? Graphic design's in all those different programs. In some schools, it's in advertising. In some schools, it's in business. Why is that? Because it can be different places because you could be a graphic designer for Monsanto Bear. You could be a graphic designer for an advertising agency. You could be a graphic designer for an art museum. Those are all interdisciplinary connections that in schools, we just don't do a very good job of, of making those connections. Yeah. And, and, and things in industry and, and these things move so fast because graphic design also could look uh, today as an artist, instead of making flyers or promotional material, you could be creating your own art and selling it as NFTs using Ethereum or something like these are the modern things that did not exist. Like you just said, uh, years ago. So I, I love how you said that. So point number one, silos bad, interdisciplinary good. So we should be looking for ways to create interdisciplinary connections in whatever CTE classes that we're taking. Okay. Point number two, what do you, what do you have? What's mistake, big mistake number two? What do you think? So 90% of the CTE teachers that I meet are what we call retreads. So okay. uh, we are retreading our pathways, which means that I have an undergrad in marketing and then I went back and got a master's in education and another master's in educational administration. 
most of my teachers are the same. If they're a family consumer science teacher, maybe they worked in the event planning industry and then they decided they wanted to go back and be a teacher. I have uh, an engineering teacher who has an undergrad in um, hydraulic engineering. He did that for a little bit, about 15 years, decided he wanted to retry back into the industry. Same for our business teachers. We've got teachers that worked in technology, teachers that worked in marketing, entrepreneurs. So they retreaded back. How that is a mistake is that by the time that they're reaching their students in years three through seven, the industry's already changed. So we're using old examples as CTE educators when in fact we need to constantly be going back to industry really every day. If you're a CTE teacher, you need to be looking at, you know, Fast News, Inc. Magazine, you know, your trade publication for your pathway to see what is happening, whether that's logistics, engineering, hospitality, culinary, fashion merchandising, in order to stay up to date. And we just don't do that. So the interdisciplinary modules that Global CTE offers is constantly revising and revisiting and has a network of people that are telling us because we don't know all that information because we're not in those industries. So we have to leverage those yeah. partnerships. I think that's 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 so well stated. Uh, I was just talking to a school district, a, a CTE director in Texas recently about their marketing program and how they could elevate it. And they were like, yeah, we focus on the four P's. And that's important. Yes. From a foundational standpoint. However, today, the consumer expects so more. We, we believe that we can go on Instagram, see something, click on it, buy it, and it come to our house in two days. Or I can click on it. and One go day. Right, right. And one day. Or I can click on it in one hour. I can go to the store and somebody's going to bring it out to the to, to my trunk. You know, like that that stuff didn't exist two a year ago, two years ago. My now groceries, been- Instacart, use Instacart yes, every time we grocery shop because I'm saving time and that's yes. a valuable resource for me as a working mom. You know, my husband works, we have three children. So that is a time saver. And so that idea that we're, constantly looking at what are the new innovations in industry is, is pretty mm-hmm. profound, I would say. No, 100%. So um, so either big mistake number two is like, hey, you got to stay connected to the industry, to your subject matter, stay close to subject matter experts. If you don't have the time, then you have to find uh, a curriculum source that may have those things that are currently constantly being up teachers don't have the time i mean and and they're teaching multiple preps so they're you know they have marketing personal finance intro to computer science and you know gaming design are their four preps so how are they gonna talk to four industry professionals to prep a lesson for the next day they just aren't so something suffers so finding a curriculum that's robust enough and updated Mm -hmm. enough is going to be really key for keeping their students engaged and prepared for global workforce Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. Last but not least, point number three. I know this is the one that you were excited about. So go ahead. Uh, what's the big mistake? Oh, my. <laughs> Guys, let's talk about technology. So I consider myself pretty technolo- technologically, I'm, I'm, in, I'm not uncomfortable with it. And part of that mm-hmm. is because when I was in high school, I was in DECA and I okay. had a state role. And so in DECA, I had to communicate with people all over the state of Missouri. Missouri is kind of a big state. And so 
I learned how to do technology with America Online. Um, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, the old thing for some of you that are out there that know AOL. And so the question becomes, what what is, what experience is being mirrored for our students to know technology? And what I found is that we assume or we presume that students are technologically savvy and really students are just technologically immersed. They know TikTok, Snapchat, they know how to be an influencer, they know how to text their friends, they know how to make certain emojis, backgrounds and things like that, but they don't know technology for the global workforce. So this morning I got a new computer, I've worked on a PC for a while, I have an Apple phone, I got a Mac, and I'm trying to download Chrome for our call today so I can use StreamYard. Well, um, I'm getting frustrated, but I'm failing forward. We don't provide our students those experiences, we just, assume that they know how to use it for the global workforce and the global workforce you're going to have to know how to send email appropriately set up a zoom call with people in different time zones you're going to have to know how to book your flight you're going to have to know how to do marketing research because guess what these big ad, ad agencies and companies aren't paying for that anymore they're expecting their employees to do it and as educators we assume well they grew up with a phone in their hand they know how to do it and and in fact they really don't I, wow, that's that's so important. Those that's so timely, and it's such a big assumption that we make because we assume all of our students are on TikTok, so they know how to manage the workplace technology and how to use those things. So um, I love how you said that, and it's it's super important that we meet our students where they are. You know, when the world is like changing on a daily basis, but we still have to to be there to support our students. Um, so look, Amy, final thoughts on, you know, on, on, you got a bonus tip yeah. for us? <laughs> I think it's probably just, you know, we expect our students to perform in a global workforce when we teach them in a tunnel. And so, you know, we have to really, you know, break that tunnel down, um, give them the ladder to crawl out of the tunnel. We can't be teaching them in these silos and, you know, interdisciplinary really is the way to do that because it forces educators to make those connections with their industry partners and it forces them to embed technology learning with their students. So that's all I got for today. Love it. Thank you, Amy. This was incredible. Um, thank you for sharing those those uh, mistakes that, that people are making, that our CTE teachers are making, and some opportunities for them to Absolutely. overcome those. So, so really, we want to take you away from pain and try to bring some uh, some joy and more excitement into your classroom and make it a lot easier for you. If you would like support with some of the things that you heard here today, just send us an email or visit workwithglobalcte.com and we'll get you scheduled and we can have a call to try to personalize personalize this for you. All right. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.